Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to a very mini episode of the Partly Political Broadcast, the podcast that asks you to let it explain what's happening with Brexit, but if you agree, it'll mostly just whimper quietly non-stop until it curls up and dies. This is episode 138-ish, I'm Tin and Duyeb, and this week, disgraced MP Pretty Patel, a woman who always looks like she's just farted in a lift and proudly blamed it on an elderly lady, tweeted in response to cross-party talks that Labour leader and tired cactus Jeremy Corbyn sides with terrorists and dictators and has now been given the key to Brexit. Well, yes, that's because it sounds like he has the perfect sort of work experience for dealing with Prime Minister and resting petrified face Theresa May. As the clock ticks down to April the 12th, like the final season of Game of Thrones, all the Brexit strands are tying together. Though unlike Game of Thrones, it's not going to lead to an ending anyone's satisfied with, sadly none of the characters will be attacked by a dragon, and regardless of what happens, the White Walkers will get most of the media attention and interviews. May announced that after seven hours of cabinet talks, she had decided to meet with the opposition leader, proving once again she has absolutely nothing in common with most people. I mean, she says seven hours of cabinet talks, we would all just say a normal weekend trip to Ikea, which to be fair would cause the sort of arguments that would lead you to make quite a drastic decision. May and Corbyn met last week for cross-party talks in the hope of finding a compromise on Brexit, a term that May likely thinks means that she says what she wants, Corbyn says what he wants and then she does what she wants anyway, but now it looks like it's Labour's fault. It is impossible to understand how they could have any sort of agreement, you know, between someone who won't back down over her idea of Brexit and someone whose ideal Brexit changes every five minutes, depending on who's telling you about it or if they've let Barry Gardner on the TV again. Leader of the House and mother, Andrea Leadsom, said that the talks had happened through gritted teeth, but I guess that is the only way to break the ice between them. Corbyn has said that the talks aren't going anywhere because the government won't leave their red lines, but on the plus side, that means that they should soon end up at the snake-filled well of souls before being melted by the Ark of the Covenant. No, I'm not really sure who that joke's for, either. May has apparently offered the Labour leader a Boris-proof approach, which supposedly means that if they do ever come to a compromise, which is unlikely, it'll be difficult for any future Eurosceptic leader to change it. Though if it is really meant to deter piping bag pummeled into a suit Boris Johnson, then all they really need to do is make it so that any changes have to be approved by a woman the same age as him, and he'll instantly avoid it. Andrea Leadsom said that it was up to Labour to accept May's deal, which does feel a lot like starting a house fire and then blaming your neighbours across the road for not putting it out. 
In a video released on Sunday with shaky cam and May attempting to be casual by doing a fake chuckle at very unfunny things while she wore a suit jacket the same colour as a sofa like a shit chameleon, she said that now is the time to work together. But the whole thing had a feel of a TV ad about having an accident at work. You know, a really big serious one where you thought you could carry a Brexit but it turned out it was far too large for you and now you're completely paralysed for the foreseeable future. And May is, as either she gives in to Labour's demands for a customs union with the EU and then her own party will hate her even more than they already do, or she sticks with her shitty plan and then everyone hates her even more than they already do. And her own party really do hate her. Many Conservatives are absolutely livid that May has decided to negotiate with the opposition when she's unable to do it with most of them. Two ministers resigned, with mutated love child of Robbie Williams and Ian Beale, Nigel Adams, leaving because May had legitimised Corbyn. Yes, you know that man who's legitimately a politician and a leader of the opposition. How dare she legitimise him? I mean, what next? Will she refuse to be known as the supreme leader and stop demanding that all those that oppose her are stoned to death? Actually, there is every chance that she's got that on a bucket list for her time at number 10. Then Chris Eaton-Harris, a man who always looks like someone's holding a hairdryer in his eyes, resigned as Brexit minister saying that his own job was now irrelevant, which must be why they then gave it to stupid Lego minifig James Cleverly, who's perfect for exactly that sort of thing. But after the Commons yet again failed to come up with anything they actually liked, what can anyone else actually do? Apart from all the sensible suggestions, of course, of giving it all up, saying sorry and pretending it didn't happen. After a vote by MPs on more indicative votes ended in 310 against 310, amalgamation of half of the Mr Men, Speaker Burkow, decided to say no to more indicative votes happening, which is very much in line with the spirit of indicative voting in general. A system that largely only ever seems to indicate how unpopular everything to do with Brexit is. Meanwhile, the Cooper-Letwin bill to force May to put it to the Commons what date Brexit should be extended till was approved by just one vote, because it makes total sense for MPs to keep saying no to every date in the calendar until Brexit is postponed to the fictional time of the 12th of Never. Several newspapers blamed the one vote in its favour on Jesus impersonator Fiona Onasara being able to take part despite being ankle-tagged as part of her sentence. Although, if anything, I think the fact that she can be monitored makes her far safer and far more trustworthy than several of the MPs who've been reinstated despite sexual harassment allegations. Stick an ankle tag on bee-stung schoolboy Charlie Elphick, why don't you? Although, as we still don't know entirely what he's accused of, that may just set off his particular kink. The Cooper-Letwin bill is now being pushed through the Lords, much like many of the Lords often are before they have a nap on the benches, and then if it becomes law, then May will put forward her motion on Tuesday, which sounds a lot like she'll be presenting her shit. Which, metaphorically speaking, she will be, and it's likely that she'll want that shit to be delayed till June the 30th, which for many will cause discomfort, but overall will yet again delay a rather embarrassing instant for the country. May is then heading to the EU, where they'll either say OK to Article 50 being pushed to the end of June, or they'll say no to everything, which would totally be understood by MPs, as that's what they do too, and then we'll be leaving by the end of the week with absolutely no deal. Something that Andrea Leadsom said would not be nearly as grim as people think it will. Well, that's a ringing endorsement if I ever heard one. I mean, I'd definitely go to a theme park or zoo that was advertised as not quite as shit as you'd imagine. Yeah, you thought there'd be no lions, well, more fool you, there is one, it's just it's dead and being ravaged by maggots. What do you mean it won't be nearly as grim, Andrea? Have you not heard the news that in the event of a no-deal, Brits could be arrested for smuggling pork pies into Europe? What do you mean, is that a euphemism? Yes, if we crash out and you want to pop a Cornish pasty in your pocket when heading to Spain, then there will be consequences. I mean, not least that you'll have to eat Spanish food and indulge in all that amazing culture you're so obviously allergic to. Oh, noes! What if they next make you learn at least one or two words in the language so you can't just point and shout at things? Where, oh, where will this horror end? The EU could also demand the UK delays Article 50 for another year, meaning that we'd have to have European elections, and nothing will upset those who believe the EU is an undemocratic institution, quite like having to vote for people who'll represent them in it. 
Whitehall are already preparing for this and they've told councils that they'll support them during these elections, which is a shock as that's the first time in about nine years they've done absolutely anything for local government. The Conservative Party have opened up nominations for the EU elections on 23rd of May and again I feel like maybe this is just a chance to run it as a celebrity challenge. I want nothing more than Stacey Dooley to be sent to the European Parliament every single day for a month so that she can try to take patronising pictures with Belgians and then add the tagline obsessed. Brexiteer and wobbly brick with eyes Marc Francois has written to the head of the 1922 committee asking for an indicative vote of no confidence in Theresa May saying that hers is an example of hubris and after hubris comes nemesis. Yes, it's a bit like if Yoda ate a lot of pies and had banged his head on something very, very hard. Still, nice to know that Mark wasn't happy with the original vote results and now demands a second attempt. In other news, footage emerged of soldiers in Kabul using a picture of Jeremy Corbyn for target practice. I'm not saying we should withdraw all our troops from Afghanistan now, but it does seem pointless them being there if their biggest threat is a 69-year-old man from Islington. Meanwhile, the Jewish Labour movement have passed a vote of no confidence in Corbyn's leadership after leaked documents showed that the leader's office had personally intervened in complaints about anti-Semitism. Surprisingly, Corbyn hasn't given the defence that he was leader at the time, but wasn't involved. Shadow Attorney General and how come you never see her and Yvette Cooper at the same time, hmm, Shami Chakrabarti, pleaded for the JLM not to personalise the issue. Sure, great advice. I mean, why personalise it when you can take it as an insult against all Jewish people? Labour held onto their seat in Newport West, contested after the death of MP Paul Flynn, who'd held the seat since 1987, and that must have been exhausting, as that's a long time to cling to furniture. Ruth Jones, with her mane of hair like a blonde palace guard, won the seat despite a lower turnout and a small swing to the Conservatives, and she's a pro-Remain MP who's won a pro-Leave seat. But as a trained unionist and a physiotherapist, if she can't bring the city together, I guess she can at least massage the figures so it looks like she has. The Guardian discovered that all the very influential pro-hard Brexit Facebook ads that appeared to come from grassroots campaigns were all actually set up by staff working for Linton Crosby, former advisor to Boris Johnson and man who looks undeniably like how an alien would if it tried to wear human skin to fit in. This raises even more questions about the money and motives backing hard Brexit publicity, but one thing's for sure, based on Crosby's previous job, there's every chance these fake grassroots campaigns will end up changing their opinions at least two to three times during their existence before losing all popularity. And the Department for Digital Culture and Media and Sport, you know, all those things that totally go together, has unveiled the Online Harms White Paper, or oh, whoop, which instantly describes how many people have responded after seeing how absolutely vague it is. It's a proposal suggesting an independent regulator should write a code of practice for social media and internet sites to tackle terrorist content, child sexual abuse, revenge porn, hate crimes and more, but it also covers harmful behaviour that doesn't have a clear definition. Now obviously that's pretty dodgy as it could lead to scary authoritarian censorship, but on the other hand, harmful behaviour with no clear definition pretty much sums up Brexit, so that could be shut down within weeks. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And that is it for this week's episode. Um, It's very brief, isn't it? Sorry about that. Uh, Hello to all of you listeners, especially all the new ones. Loads of new ones uh, arrived last week, which is lovely. And as my thanks to you, I've done barely any episode this week, which, if anything, could be a thanks to you. Maybe last week you really enjoyed listening and thought, well, it goes on a bit long, doesn't it? If only this was, I don't know, 15 minutes long. Um, But, yeah, it's very brief because I only moved flat on Friday. And uh, according to my iPhone... uh, I tell you what, moving from a first floor flat to a first floor flat, that is a lot of stairs in a couple of days. Uh, And my iPhone reckons I did 87 floors on Friday. I mean, holy shit, all those people that spend ages going to the gym, fuck that. Just move from inadequate flat to inadequate flat and you will get all the the exercise that you need. Um, Weirdly as well, there's loads of crap left in this flat. It's actually a very nice flat and we're we're, we're very much sort of settling in amongst all the boxes of things that we didn't know that we had. Um, But last tenants seem to leave a load of crap here as well I mean for some reason there's a pair of crutches um, in one of the cupboards uh, although saying that after doing 87 floors I might need them so it, it, perhaps it was a nice gesture after all um, plus as well as all the moving and all the tiredness of trying to work things out and work out where to live we've also got an unsettled one year old who I mean it's got to be pretty confusing if you have absolutely no concept as to why you've suddenly been taken out of your room that you've known in your entire life and then thrust into another one that you've never ever seen before also in this fact there just seems to be everything dangerous within her reach. I don't know, we haven't bought all the child safety locks and things that you need yet because we didn't know what we'd need until we moved in. Um, And, like, the entire kitchen uh, is within her reach, all the dangerous things. We've managed to teach her the word hot uh, when trying to sort of describe why she shouldn't touch the oven. And now what she does is she says the word hot as she careers towards the oven without any consideration for her own safety or for others. In fact, I'm just more and more certain that she's going to become Prime Minister at some point. Anyway, I haven't really prepped this episode, as you can probably tell. I haven't really written it properly either. Um, I uh, am just surrounded by boxes and mess. It's all a nightmare. Next week, everything should be back to normal. Um, I'll have an interview and everything too. So, uh, listen, if you enjoy this, donate to the Kofi ko-fi.com forward slash parpolbro. Jesus Christ, I really need coffee right now. Or the patreon.com forward slash parpolbro. Review the show on all them pod app things. Uh, Tell people about it. Probably not this episode, but maybe all the other ones. Oh, and uh, watch last week's Frankie Ball's New World Order on BBC Two or iPlayer, uh, because uh, my my name's on their writing credits. Sweet, sweet times. I mean, look at that. I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Still managed to add in a lovely humble brag right at the end. Isn't that awful? Um, anyway, listen, uh, good luck. Uh, if there's no deal Brexit, I probably won't speak to you next week because this will have been shut down by the new May regime uh, where nothing shall be broadcast on the airwaves apart from this endless, meaningless phrases said over and over again in repetition until it's computed into our brains. Uh, like some, what, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to go to bed. Bye. Here's a question for the marketers listening. 
Want to find that perfect customer beyond the world of scrolling, swiping, and searching? Here's a secret to make sparks fly. Smooth talking with podcast ads. With Acast, you can reach millions of listeners who'll be hanging on your every word. On the train to work, in the gym, or waiting in line for coffee. Start up the conversation with podcast listeners anywhere and everywhere. And they're looking for love. 60% of listeners have a higher trust in brands they've met on podcasts compared to social. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started.